is party time mom welcome to another episode of the chad prather show it is a wild wednesday we are in the mothership which is studio 22 we're going to fly this mothership into the nether regions of all things espionage and counterterrorism. that's right our good friend brad thor his new book black ice is out and he is going to be with us on the show today looking forward to talking to brad and also chance the soulless ginger rapper at the helm look at him just sleek sleek Slick, not sleek, slick. That bald head. Maybe sleek. And Crazy Chris Cruz. We haven't come up with a nickname for Chris yet. I like that one. We haven't come up. No, that's You have too some easy. Alliteration, alliteration. Well, we could do K, Chris. Because Chris, your first name starts with a K, right? Yeah. Okay, we can't, we can't do K-K-K. Can we not K-K-K. do KKK? No. Can't, that I, won't work? Okay. I'm going to go with a no. Um, and Candace over there still looking reeking sleagle. Uh, she's here. She's hiding back there by Herbert the Silent Deer. Look at her. She's starting to fade into the distance as she leaves the Chad Brather show. No. The queen is gone. She's your queen to be. She gone. She gone. On to greener oh. pastures, brighter futures, larger horizons. Big sky awaits her in the world of Megan Kelly. You better get my ass on Megan Kelly's show. <laughs> okay? That's all I care about. The only reason I send you out, I send you out like like a little like a little uh, like a little cell. To go out there and just infest things. Because just, if you don't, he's going to bring you back. We'll, we will draw you. We will bring you in out of the field real quick, girl. That's right. Okay. We send you out like a little germ to, in, to invest <laughs> yourself. Okay. And just infect people. So uh, you tell Megan Kelly that uh, I love her. <laughs> I love her. I was on her, or her team the entire time when she was in a fight with Donald Trump. I was team Megan. I saw yeah. the red in your eye. Yeah, I was, I was fired up, party foul. Yeah, you were. Party foul. I wish so, I could see party foul over there at the pub. There. Yeah, camp, there's a guy with the camera change. I love it when we change the angles of the camera right there. <laughs> uh, of course, Jennings is sitting in. What in the hell are you drinking out of, Jennings? Uh, Who's got a Glenn Beck cup in my wow. studio? I know it. Beck there is were, dead to me. There were no Chad Prather cups out there. Oh, uh, my conveniently gosh. Located. You see, I saw Glenn walking around the studio, walking in like he owns the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shaved his face. No goatee. Yeah. No goatee Glenn. Clean cut. Just going ahead and, like me, owning the double chin. <laughs> Wish I could see myself the way the Lord does, from above, with one chin. <laughs> That's the way he made me. That's the way I want oh, my I'm camera sure angles. Oh, I'm sure he's seen you in many ways. Hot news, Natalie. Yeah. You know, I, I used to do freaky things until I realized the Lord was watching. No, it, you still do. I still do it. Uh -huh. the I have an Aaron Copeland. Why? Why would you do that? Why are you guys polluting my studio? He's, he's, he's good. Aaron Copeland. Cheers. Just ask him. He'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's all right. He's all right. He's cooking my dinner tonight, so I'm not going to be ugly. Oh, he can cook. Uh, he's a fantastic he cook. He can yeah. cook. And nobody in the world cares about that. But, uh, but what they do care about is the things you can get at watchchad.com. You could come uh, check me out. Where are we going to be, Steve? I know we're, uh, let's see. We've got to gotta check the calendar. We are in Roswell. No, no, no. no. We've uh, already been to Roswell. We've already been to Roswell. We're going to be in Abilene. I don't know what day it is. We're going to be in Abilene, Texas on the 23rd and the 24th. Pretty sure both of those shows are already sold out. Here's the big announcement. On August 6th and 7th, August 6th and 7th, that is a Friday, Saturday night, I'm going to be in Emily, Minnesota. Steve, you're going to be there too. I am. Yeah, what are sure. we doing? Are we doing, we're doing campaign shows. stuff up there? No, we're we doing, doing shows. A real show? All right. Emily, Minnesota. That's up in the, the lakes of Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, tons of little lakes up there. Beautiful little vacation spot. I'm going to leave this 110 degree weather to Texas, and I'm going to Minnesota. I'm excited. I'm going. Yeah, you're going. 
It's just like, gonna it's just gonna be me and thee. Really? Mm. Yeah. I mean, there may be some other people who very go romantic. Oh, that's the way I like but it. But show that's wise, like, it'll just be well. Me I like and thee. I like it when we just jump on an airplane. We go do a show. Well, my thing boom, is, people boom. don't understand. So when we bring folks along with us to do shows, and trust me, everybody loves to say, Chad, won't you take me on this show? Take me on this show. <laughs> they want to get paid, and I have to pay them, Natalie. Sometimes daddy wants a paycheck just all to himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sometimes daddy just wants to keep his check all to himself. So let me just tell you guys, if you're watching my calendar, Steve Helms, you're not going. <laughs> and I promise you, I will get the message. You're from Steve he's Helms. going. Come on. He ain't going. Sometimes I feel like that's what you're doing on this show. Uh, but y'all don't get paid. Because you're keeping the money to yourself. I 100%. There's got to be some aspect of my life where I don't have to share the money. Well, that's, you... And trust me when I tell you, every... Every piece of my life these days, I'm having to share That's the money. Well, Can- Candace is trying to get me to go with her over to Megan Kelly. So oh, you should do that. Put my resume in to see if I could be her side, her sidekick. You should do that. You should just show up. Yeah, that's. You just show up. She's gonna send me the address. I'm, just, just kind of like hover around the door, and they'll be like, "Who's this vagrant?" That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I need a glass of wine. Get her in a t-shirt business. I need a glass of Bonner Private Wines, cowboywines.com. I love that wine. It's really good. Look at that, look at the pub over there. Look at the pub. Look yep. over there behind the boys. Look at that. Look at the wine over Steve's shoulder right there. We keep it. We drink it. We have to keep replenishing it. You know where it comes from? Down in Argentina. They got the vineyards up at 9,000 feet, way up in the air. They make world-class 90-point wine. But now they're coming under threat from the radical mobs in Argentina that are attacking and seizing their land. Buildings are burning down in the middle of the night. Equipment's getting looted, and the government down there isn't doing a single thing about it because they're in cahoots with the radicals. Well, naturally, the people are snapping up these wines while they still can. You hear me talk about it all the time? You got to get it while you can. They have incredible notes of blackberry, dark cherry, leather, smoke, great with steak and red meat. Get it for your barbecue. Today over at CowboyWines.com, they've got that special shipment waiting on you, and they want to share it. Uh, with our audience. Get 50% off the wine and 50% off the shipping. You don't even need a promo code. Just go to our site, cowboywines.com, and show the winemakers down in Argentina some love. They're Americans in Argentina making great wine. That's cowboywines.com. Get over there today, and we will be right back with Brad Thor. The name of the book is Black Ice. It is the newest, newest book of what I call Faction by our good friend Brad Thor, the 20th in the Scott Harveth series. I'm excited to dig into this thing. It is now available for purchase everywhere. Joining us on the program today, our good friend Brad Thor. Brad, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Chad. It's nice to see you again. It's good to see you as well. Let me ask you a question first of all. How in the world do you keep coming up with these ingenious ideas to try to kill this man in this book? I mean, where where in the world does this come from? You know what? I always tell people when they say, where do your ideas come from? I say, I get them in the shower or after the second glass of bourbon. It's when I'm totally relaxed that they happen. It's probably one of the biggest challenges for bringing back a repeat character is putting him into a situation he hasn't been in before. So I'm a voracious consumer of the news. I've got a really great network of people in military, law enforcement, intelligence, 
And I buy a lot of pitchers of beer and a lot of steak dinners. And I asked these friends of mine, what's keeping you up at night? What are you worried about? Wow. And when I hear the things that are bugging them, uh, I look and kind of sift through and say, you know, that one, maybe not, but that one, that'd make a really cool backdrop for a great spy thriller. And uh, it was actually one of those situations uh, with a good friend who worked in the Trump administration as the national security advisor. We had been talking about the China issues and uh, that was part of the genesis for this book. I, uh, I've i read every Scott Harveth novel. I'm anxious to get into this one. I, I always kind of keep everything on rotation, you know, whether it's a Lee Child book or our friend Jack Carr or, mm -hmm. uh, of course, um, you know, the Vince Flynn novels historically. And uh, and when Scott Harveth comes out, you know, I I've, like, for instance, I found Mark Greeny recently. So I've been reading the Gray Man series and. Uh, when a Scott Harveth novel comes out and, and your books are coming out, when there's a new story, everything gets put on hold and I've got to read Brad Thor. When you're writing a book, I've heard some people talk about kind of writing it backwards, like you go from how it's going to resolve and then back to the climax and then down. Do you do that or do you, or do you tell it from the beginning forward in your mind when you're writing it? I'm really organic, so I have to start at the beginning. Although with this book, I did something different. I always have action on page one. And what I did mm -hmm. was I opened up with a prelude with Harvath in a very, very bad situation. And it looked like it's going to be curtains for Harvath. And then the prelude ends and page one of chapter one says 72 hours earlier. <laughs> so, you know, I may be a little bit influenced by all the Netflix and things like that. I've been binging throughout the quarantine. Uh, you know, that might have seeped in some of that method of storytelling. But normally I don't know where it's going to end. I come up with a great action packed beginning and then play it out page by page. When you, when you're, so with the quarantine, you, we've, you alluded to that. It, was that helpful to you to kind of put you in a cloister to, to shut you up and into a private place to write, or was it more of a hindrance? You know what? I, I have no problem shutting myself up into a space. I've got a office at home that's well insulated from you know all the craziness with the kids and all that kind of stuff. But I like being out among people. I get a lot of ideas. I get, mm -hmm. I get my batteries filled being around other Americans, going overseas, being around people who are not Americans, viewing my wonderful nation from abroad. So there was a lot of my process that got taken away uh, from me. But what's great is, is I had gone overseas and done a, a certain amount of the research for Black Ice, was about to go back, and then COVID hit, and the last place I needed to go to was shut down. I mean, they, they completely closed this location down. But luckily, through some of my friends here in uh, different communities, I was able to network to two people that knew a lot and had been to this final area that I wanted to go to. So that's always my thing. If I always want to go to the places I talk about in my novels. And if I can't, I want to talk to somebody who had a mission there, whose life and the successful outcome of their assignment depended on noticing the details. Uh, so I was lucky. I found a couple people. I was able to talk to them and work those great color details into the novel so that you felt like you're actually there. So, so what you're saying is you, you're not finding uh, you're not finding out information about espionage and counterterrorism in these stories from Google. No, no, it's not not from Google. No, no. Yeah, the uh, and I love the you know I was I, we were actually it was I think it was Fourth of July weekend and. Uh, I was visiting with some friends, and we were talking about some of. We're always trading ideas about, you know, who to read and what stories, which ones to binge read, and what series to get involved with. And 
And I said, have you read Brad Thor's Scott Harveth series? And he said, no. And I said, what rock have you been living under? You've got to stop everything you're doing. Start right now, the very beginning, and, and begin this series. And they've gotten into it. I think they're now two, book, two books in just in the last uh, week and a half. So, uh, you know, everywhere I go, I'm saying you got to talk about this. Because as Glenn Beck, our mutual friend and, and sometimes nemesis Glenn Beck, uh, has said you're not fiction. It's not. It's not. You know, nonfiction. It's faction. And and I I love to read stories, and I love to read authors where I actually learn from from what I'm reading while being engrossed in this story. Uh, I love the cliffhanger aspect of it. I love the the shenanigans and the scenarios and and just the dangerous situations that you're continually throwing uh, this uh, this this character into. But you're learning as you go along. I mean, I, I've probably learned more about, you know, um, uh, geop geopolitics. I think I've told you this before. Mm -hmm. I learned more about geopolitics from reading your books than I read any, anything in the news or anything that's going on. But, you know, in order to make those things, you, you've actually shadowed a lot of these uh, black ops teams and things like that. How did you how did you get into being able to do that? I mean, how, how did that come about? So I was able to go to Afghanistan back in 2008 because I got invited to go with a, a team over there. The, there had been guys on the team that were fans of the books and said, how would you like to see what Harvath really does in real life? Mm. Uh, so that was an incredible, incredible experience. Uh, learned a lot about Afghanistan and the culture and all that kind of stuff when I was over there. It was funny because these guys <laughs> rented me a hotel room in Kabul. Uh, because they wanted to see what my reaction would be once I arrived actually in Afghanistan and stepped off the airplane and things became very real uh, because they had to go out into Indian country and they weren't going to take me if I was freaking out and I was uncomfortable and all this kind of stuff so that the hotel room was ready. They were going to take me right there if I didn't react well to landing in uh, Afghanistan, but it all worked out, had a good, good time. Um, you know, it's important for me, Chad, to get the details right in my thrillers. Uh, and, and you're so nice to bring up the faction aspect. I tell people that what faction is, is you don't know when the facts end and the mm -hmm. fiction begins. So my number one job is to entertain you. I want you to have a great white knuckle thrill ride, be on the edge of your seat. You know, they're short, crisp, cinematic chapters. Uh, so if I give you all that and you love the thrill ride, great. But yeah. if you close the book, as you say, a little bit smarter about geopolitics, why these certain things matter for national security, for me, I've done my job as an American. I've given you just a little cherry on top of a fun book to read and you walk away smarter. So yeah. that's always, you know, I don't write instruction manuals. This is fiction. Uh, I had a guy at the CIA give me a hard time saying, oh, Harvath would, would have taken eight meetings for Harvath to get from this guy to this guy. And I said, listen, no reader's going to sit through eight meetings. And El the great Elmore Leonard was famous for telling writers, always leave out the parts that people skip. Yeah. So, you know, I said, I'm not writing for you guys to, to train new intelligence officers at the farm. I'm writing to entertain <laughs> people, but to give them a peek over the hedge into what your world looks like at the CIA or at the unit with the Delta Force guys or the SEAL teams. Uh, that That's kind of the fun for me to take you right up to the edge and show you what it's like to be these people and wrap that in a cool, exciting, twisty story. I can, I can remember watching the old uh, 24 series on television. Yeah with Kiefer Sutherland, and I was like, this guy, uh, first of all, you can't get across L.A. 
that fast. Uh, it may take you 24 hours to get just from one neighborhood to the next, and he just shows up over there, and he's killed 78 people so far in the first 12 hours of the day. Uh, this, this guy is just racking up a tally. So I understand what you're saying. You're writing it for the entertainment purposes, and you don't want to get bogged down in the in the nuances of that kind of stuff. Uh, the book is called Black Ice, Brad Thor. It's the 20th in the Scott Harveth series. Uh, Simon & Schuster is out everywhere available right now. The uh, DHS, you were recruited to the DHS Red Cell Program, where you're mm-hmm. able to brainstorm these terrorist scenarios for the government. What is that, and how did that come about? So right after 9-11 happened, the federal government realized that we were vulnerable because of a lack of imagination on our part. So as they stood up DHS, they put together what I think is the most forward-thinking and aggressive federal program, at least that I've ever heard of, Mm -hmm. and that was the Red Cell Unit. And the idea was, let's bring in creative thinkers from outside DC, people who don't have a fixed military mindset or law enforcement mindset, people that are kind of, they think outside the box. And let's see if these creative people can help us stay four to five steps ahead of the bad guys. Mm. So they invited people like me, uh, like Michael Bay, the director of the Benghazi movie and the Transformers movies. And they said, help us think about what potential attack scenarios might look like, what targets at home and abroad could Al-Qaeda and other terrorist groups hit next. And that's what we did for the government. And as the son of a United States Marine, it was an incredible honor for me to be asked to serve my country, not by picking up a rifle, but by using the gray matter between my ears. You actually, uh, your books have exposed certain security vulnerabilities as well. That I mean, that's pretty amazing that now you have the the folks uh, that are, you know, defending our country and, and taking care of our security. And you're actually writing a thriller novel and they're seeing vulnerabilities in their own security. Uh, I, I mean, how do how does <laughs> at what point in time do they just wake up and say, you know what, Thor got this right. We're missing something. Well, you know, it's it's funny. So on my book, Use of Force, I actually set it up with this big action set piece at mm-hmm. the Burning Man Festival in mm-hmm. the desert in Nevada. And when Burning Man is going on every year, at least pre-COVID, uh, it had the density of London. There's that many people that tightly packed that it's like the city of London. And so I opened up with this huge attack scenario at Burning Man, and it actually triggered a security review by the federal government. Washington Post wrote about it and all this kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I've never had a top secret clearance or anything like that. You talk about our friend Jack Carr. Jack always has to have his books go through a review board. Yeah. I don't have to. But yeah. uh, the government still does pay attention attention to what's written in my books. And if I throw something out there that they haven't thought of, it's at least good to know that they're taking that stuff seriously. And they're saying, okay, well, this Thor guy, you know, he's hit it several times. And, you know, this is a potential scenario. And eh, we hadn't thought about that. So I'm always cool with that. If there's something in one of the books uh, and the government's paying attention, mm-hmm. that's good. That, that means they're going to make us safer. So you mentioned Jack. I've also had that conversation with our friend Clint Emerson, who's former Navy SEAL. Uh, and when they write their books, they have to submit it to to the DOD and they have to review it. And you'll read these books, uh, you know, in the James Reese series of, of Jack Carr's and, and all, you'll have these paragraphs that are just X's. And they've oh, talked about how some of the most simple things have been, uh, you know, 86, so to speak, 
uh, and, and you're reading through the thing and, and it's like they, they don't get the clearance. And then they've talked about the frustration that it takes of the length of time to get mm -hmm. your manuscript back from the DOD. You, do, do you have to submit what you're writing in any way for any type of review? Nope. Nope. That was the, the deal with working for the Red Cell unit was – uh, it's, I, I call it the Las Vegas of government programs, Chad, yeah. because what happens in the red cell stays in the red cell. So I'm not allowed to use anything that I've developed for the government in right. any of my novels. In fact, I developed one potential attack scenario and it came true, not in the United States, but outside the U.S. And I contacted one of the team leaders at Red Cell and I said, hey, listen, this is all over the news can I go on TV and discuss it and, and say how we we totally wargamed this within the red cell unit and that I was the one that had brought it up? And the person said, no, absolutely yeah. not. We do not talk about what we do in the red cell. There's only one thing that they've ever publicized uh, to give Americans an idea of what the red cell unit does, and that is they wargamed uh, how terrorists might take advantage of an approaching hurricane, how they might attack a shelter full of people or a marshalling yard outside the path of the hurricane where we store buses and ambulances and things like that. We get them out of the path of the storm. Yeah. So that is the only scenario that's ever been revealed by the Red Cell Unit. Black Ice, folks. That's the book. That's the newest in the Scott Harbath series by Brad Thor. Uh, go all the way back. Uh, Lions of Lucerne, right? That was the number one. That was the first one, wasn't it? That, that was the first one. And I tell people, Chad, that my books are like the James Bond movies. Yeah, you pick up anywhere. You do not need to watch Dr. No all the way at the beginning to run out to the theater and see the new one. Yeah. So if you want to start with Black Ice, you can. Yep. You want to go back to Lions of Lucerne, you can. But I love that Black Ice is just wrapped in stuff that's happening around the world right now. It was a really fun book yeah. to set a spy adventure against. So if it. you want something, all the books are evergreen. They, I've written them so that they don't date themselves. But right now, Black Ice is everything that's happening uh, per, right above the Arctic Circle. There's a huge power struggle going on with the uh, Russians, the Chinese, and former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo admitted, we are way late to the game, and we got a lot of ground to make up. And I thought, well, this is, this is the perfect setting for a spy novel. That's awesome. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Uh, before we go to break, what if I told you you could improve your health, boost your energy, and support a healthy heart in less than two minutes per day. You can. Field of Greens is unlike any other superfood because it uses real USDA organic fruits and vegetables packed with antioxidants. Field of Greens, it's going to support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, digestion, plus it's pre and probiotic. Great for everybody in the family, young, old, even your athletes. Make Field of Greens part of your daily routine. Super simple. Scoop. Put a scoop in a glass of water, stir it up, drink it, you're done. It's unlike any other nutritional drink because they rely on one vegetable. Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables. Uh, it's got green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. Go to BrickHouseChad.com. Get 15% off your first order with promo code CHAD. I spell it CHAD at checkout. BrickHouseChad.com, the easiest and fastest way to start living a healthier life. BrickHouse.com. BrickHouseChad.com. Use promo code CHAD. We'll be right back. Brad Thor's a stud. Yeah. He's a stud. I just, he disgusts me with that hair. It, yeah, I, I figured you were probably a little jelly. Disgusts me. Okay. Look at the hair on your shirt. Where, oh. I miss mean <laughs> tweets. I know. 
Watch Chad. I really do miss them. I do too. Yeah. Twenty twenty four there will be hell to pay. Fabulous. What's that? Twenty twenty four there will be hell to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you. You know what I've been doing? I've been migrating uh, over to free space for social media. So they're working. They still got a little few bugs on there. They do. I did it because you did. Yeah, it, but I'm starting to put stuff on there. I'm I'm easing into it. Okay. But here's the thing: see, social media, and I'll tell you guys this uh, because it's important that you know this, Steve Powell. I'm looking at free space. These are the kind of things you need to too. know. Um, these are the things you need to know. The problem with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of that is they penalize the influencer. The influencer is the one who creates the content that brings the users on there, right? So people like myself, people like, you can name them off, uh, yeah. you know, Brandon Tatum, Graham Allen, Candace Owens, Candace Owens mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump. I mean, yeah. the influencers that were on there, they get penalized and they get shut down and they get deplatformed and they get censored and they get squeezed. Free space, on the other hand, they actually, um, they actually, reward the influencer they push the influencer they support the influencer and so I, i've been putting more stuff on there and they own their own server so you don't have to deal with like parlor getting shut down and everybody wants to say well i don't want to switch over to another app i don't want to switch over to it. it's like look folks at some point in time you got people say well somebody you remember when everybody's like well somebody needs to start a new social media that's not getting censored well then somebody comes out there and does it and everybody starts bitching because the thing's buggy or, or it, it's not, you know, they're not spending $8 billion a year on the app. They don't have it. So I've been moving everything over to free space. I'm putting them, and people are like, well, why are you still on Facebook? Well, because I have to be. Yeah. You can be on multiple platforms. You can platforms. be on both of them, but I'm just going to get to a point where I'm not relying so much on Facebook. I'm kind of down to uh, Facebook, Instagram. That's about. I mean, Twitter sucks. It's a yeah. dumpster fire. I pretty much the only thing I put on Twitter anymore is is this show. I share the links and I and I just uh, um, retweet stuff because yeah, that's about all I do. Because screw you, a bunch I, of liberal. Somebody trolls. reached out to me about being a micro influencer. I didn't even know that was a thing. I was like, is that like having a micro penis? Yeah, I was like, I didn't know whether to be flattered or be insulted. So, well, anyway. I don't. I would never tell you that you're you're an influencer. I, I'm a micro influencer. I would never say that you're so. a micro influencer, but you are an influencer. Yeah. Uh, you're an influencer. Jennings is working on it. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just a. I'm a bad influence. You're a bad like influence. Uh, body cam video. It um, cast doubt on the lawmakers driving while black claim uh newly released police body cam footage raises serious doubts about minnesota lawmakers claim that he was pulled over and ticketed by cops for driving while black i used to live in cobb county georgia uh we said that that stood for caught out being black because uh, that's up there with the but like usher and t-pain and all those guys and, right. and uh and Jermaine Dupree, all those guys. I mean, they live up there. They were my neighbors at the Atlanta Country Club. I didn't live in the Country Club, but I lived in the I lived in the townhouses next to the Country Club. I could smell the grass mm-hmm. and the Chattahoochee. <laughs> mm. I could smell that Chattahoochee. Memories. But anyway, Cobb County, East Cobb, caught out being black. Anyway, okay. Uh, video was released. The cops want an apology. Uh, Chris, play that video for us. Why such a hurry? I don't think I took off like a bat out of here. I just, I just drove off. Okay. Do you got your prison insurance with you? I do. Uh-huh. I do. It's in my phone. 
right. I'm actually the current state representative in this district right here, man. Is that making a Wisconsin license? Yeah, it's a Wisconsin license. I'm state representative John Thompson. Okay. I'll be right back. All right. There you go. So he's he's a Minnesota state representative with a Wisconsin license. Hey, sorry, sorry, I took a right? long. So there's your license to my card. You're suspended in Minnesota? That's what the computer says. If it's wrong, you have to deal with the Thank DDS. You. Thank you. So Why'd there's you a number. Again, uh, no front plate, and then the way you Thank took you. off from man, the light back me. there. I'm too old to run from the police, man. You profiled me because you looked me dead in the face, and I got a ticket for driving while black. You mm -hmm. pulled me over because you saw a black face in this car, brother, and you. And I, there's no way in hell I'm taking off with you behind me. You looked at me in this car, you looked in this car and busted, you turned and got behind my car. On, and that's the reason why you, I know, I know. But what, what I'm saying is what you're doing is wrong to black men. And you need to stop that. Thank you so much. But this ticket means nothing to me. No, 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 no. I'm going to always have a great day. What I'm saying is you will stop racially profiling black men in their cars, sir. Stop doing that. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Yes, you were, bro. You, you saw a black man driving in this car. It don't make no difference. You pull me over because you're profiling me. Thank you so much. Well, I just culturally profiled him just oh from watching gosh. that video. Right there, Chris. I just culturally profiled him. He could have went to a jail. A dumbass. That's what he is. He's a cultural dumbass. He could have went to jail or they could have at least towed his car off. He they didn't have shot a him. driver's license. I mean, there's that. Isn't that what police do to black people? I, what did he get pulled over for? I didn't he hear. Was, he was missing his front license plate. Oh, okay. Plate. I've been pulled over for that. That's yeah. why the cop did a U-turn and pulled him over. And, of course, he made the claim uh, he said, I'm a state representative, if that makes any difference. But he's, he can't, he's a Minnesota state representative, hands a Wisconsin driver's license that's, that's expired. So he gets a ticket for that, mm -hmm. and, but he's being profiled. And then he says, this means nothing to me. Well, he, I, when I got pulled over and I got a ticket for not having a front license plate, because you do have to have one here in Texas, I actually told them, this is because I'm black. <laughs> Did they shoot you? No, I, I just said, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a good day. But you did, you did this a because I'm because you looked in here and you profiled me. And I have a vagina. Yeah. And that's why you did it. That's probably why you got off. I'm going to I didn't get off. I got a can ticket. Can you tell oh. if someone, if it's, the, if it's dark at nighttime and you're, you know, going like this, can you see that what color they are uh, driving? He, he told him, he said, because you're missing a front license plate and you, and you uh, took up way you took off from the light. Mm. So, yeah, I'm start I don't think so though, because I've had some over. serious spray tans that have made it questionable what my ethnicity was. I'm profiling Chris Cruz right now. Chris, I mean, I I would have thought that He's not if he black. took off fast, you would automatically think it was some you know white kid running <laughs> it off the red light versus slow rolling through the red yeah. light. Yeah, I'm I mean, just going to start. Know, telling what are we going to do cop, with these police officers? Yeah. I'm going to tell ah. every cop that pulls me over from now on that I'm a state representative. Now, wait a minute. That, see so, what happens. See, the so, state representative thing didn't get him very that, far. See, yeah. and he played that card. So yeah. now now you're met. You played this card. If that helps in any way, I'm a state representative. And then that didn't work. I mean, well, that it's because I'm black. Said, oh, shit, man. You can't have it both ways, buddy. Yeah. He tried to play the privilege card by being a state rep. Thank you. Remember that time I got pulled over? I'm Chad Prather's tour manager, and he was in the car I was in the car. <laughs> I got he was driving ticket. my Mercedes. You're getting two tickets. I got a ticket, and I paid it. 
Yeah. The guy was doing his job. I was hauling ass. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was smoking it down 114. <laughs> I'm like, bruh. And I was what like, town, whoop, what whoop, whoop. I don't even remember what town that was. Uh, it wasn't a town. It was the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. 114 just goes out through the, the barren wastelands of North Texas. It was like a city cop though he was sitting right there He's a motorcycle the... cop yeah that was like when lisa page was like going 180 in Listen, south lake lisa page <laughs> like... could have bought titties by now with all the money she's used to buy to pay off tickets and you know how much she could avoid getting pulled over if she just had boobs i'm telling you you girls should invest in this it keeps you out of trouble with the law uh, furthermore did. as as hyper as she is i'm betting she wasn't even driving a vehicle no, oh, she was. She, she can drive a ve- vehicle without it even being cranked. Like, it turns like out Lisa just, just. Wah, 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 wah. She was venting and just like it wasn't fair, and I can't believe you did that. And then he you was poor, actually sad, watching the little show. Little white blonde bleached multimillionaire <laughs> coming from your workout. Yes, I just, I just <laughs> your five thousand square foot house in the slake. Hey, every speeding ticket I ever got, I deserved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I earned it. I don't think I deserve the last one I got in small town Texas, but you know I have big tires on my truck, and it, it makes you go about five miles an hour faster than what your speedometer says you're doing. Mm. You got to be aware of that. Now that's a fact, right? So that was your responsibility. You can have it yeah. calibrated though, especially in these new vehicles. Can you do that? They should have already done that when they jacked yeah. it up and put tires on it. Oh well, Chris, do we have a read? Or are we good on this one? Can we keep, keep talking about all this fun stuff? Uh, oh, okay. We do have one. Good. It means we're making money. People always ask me if I'm ready for the next crisis to hit America. Sure am. But a lot of people aren't prepared, and they'll suffer when we see things like hyperinflation, a stock market crash, uh, you're put all your money in Bitcoin, and uh, civil unrest. <laughs> Friends, don't be a victim. Make sure you have enough emergency food, water, and supplies stockpiled right now today. Only one company I recommend, My Patriot Supply. There's a, they are America's leading preparedness company, and they're here to help you become self-reliant. My Patriot Supply has been in business for over a dozen years, and they've served millions of families, earning more than 40,000 four- and five-star reviews. Their food is specially packaged to stay fresh for how long? 25 years. That's right, and it works. Right now, you can save 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. The meals are delicious. They provide 2,000 calories per day. Go to preparewithchad.com. When you go to preparewithchad.com, Natalie? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not what you think it would be. Like, you think preparewithchad.com would be something completely different. I do have something in mind. Uh Uh-huh. But it's not. You can get 25% on a four-week kit. Don't wait for something bad to happen, folks. You might not get a warning. Go to preparewithchad.com. Preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news, a transgender couple has gone viral for their decidedly unconventional family in which the trans man or biological female gave birth to their child while the trans woman, a biological male, attempted to nurse the baby. Uh, The trans woman whose name is Patrona and who identifies as the child's mother, despite not birthing the child, can be seen in a now viral video unsuccessfully attempting to breastfeed the couple's newborn baby. We go to their bedroom right now. Our family. Oh, I just put it over here. The baby has been able to latch, but I've not been able to produce any milk. It's okay because we're gonna supplement the feeding with formula so that my baby's still getting the, the nutrients that they need, but 
I'm still feeling hopeful. I appreciate you so much for all your work. And I appreciate you also, baby. I couldn't have done it without you. Okay, so that's two retarded people in bed. I'm confused. Right there, that's what that is. That that's mental illness. That's mental illness. And I don't I don't use the R word in terms of someone who's that's mental illness right there. That's a dude with a baby on his titty who's trying to get milk out of a nipple. That's really upsetting. It is. And well, then you got abuse. the chick that with is a child beard. abuse. You got the bearded lady. Oh honey, a We're going to supplement a baby's the, the formula. No shit. Or the baby's going to die from starvation. Jennings, how many babies have you tried to breastfeed? I try it daily and it's never worked. No. Yeah? I, I feel like that's child abuse. It is child abuse. There's a baby sucking on a nipple. Yeah. That for that's no reason. Dude's nipple. For, for literally no reason. If for no I went reason. found a baby and put them on my nipple, that'd be pedophilia. That would be pedophilia. Right? <laughs> it would with you. With I you, don't... yes. Well, I'm just saying that's to me that's no different. So, right there. and that's not canceled. That's insanity. That's not can. That's it's, still on that social that's, media. That's not canceled. That's, that is we are we are we are taking stupidity and insanity and, and normalizing it. That this, is I can't not deal with this okay. Stuff. I can't deal with this stuff. Uh, I'm upset. <laughs> you should be upset. I'm upset about that. I'm one. like I, ugh, I can't. These people. That's why I missed the word. Uh, never mind. You can say it. That's why I missed the word retarded. Because that is, that is when you retard common sense. I'm not talking about mentally challenged people. I'm talking about idiocy. Idiocy. Right there. But I'll get canceled for using the word retarded. Well, then why are we here? What? Let's go home. <laughs> Screw it. Let's go home. I'm going to see if I can go find a dude's titty to suck on. Okay. Well, there's. Hey, what do you do? We got four of them right there. <laughs> yeah. Steve here is available. I have really small nipples. Jennings, but pull out Jennings a titty. Jennings got titties. Jennings, pull out a titty. Y'all hang tight. I want, I want Jennings to pull out a titty. While you're doing that, oh, uh, Utah company that makes modifications for firearms, re- get your titty out, Jennings. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Use what they want. I don't. It's. I'm. <sighs> okay. it, Give me a nipple. No. Yeah, there it is. Nope. Where? There it is. Look at that little baby thing. Those are little that nipples. cute little, golly. Brad Thor, I apologize that for having disgusting. you on this episode of <laughs> Titties with Men. Hey, I don't get paid normally, but I damn well better get paid for this episode. With singles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Utah company makes modifications for firearms. You see this uh, last week. Gun mod kit encases Glock handcu- uh, handguns in colorful Lego designs. There it is. They actually, it's the Block 19. <laughs> That's a real gun in there. I will buy one of those. Well, that they, they is were like, really they, they caught a bunch of crap for doing that because they were saying it was it was making handguns or firearms appealing to children. Look like a toy. Like it's a toy. You got to get them started. <laughs> if they make them look like a real gun and a kid uses it as a toy, I mean. But yeah, but ha- you put an orange cap way. on the. Then the yeah. cops shoot them. Yeah. And they did the Block 19. Um, the Block 19. Yeah, which is, the Glock 19 is my everyday carry. Um, I love it. I am dead laser focused with the Glock 19. That's really pretty. That is pretty. That's fun. Uh, they sent us a statement. They, 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 they were getting hammered for uh, statements by different news organizations, and they kept turning them down, turning them down. They were like, we don't talk about this. We made a, we made a Lego encasement mm-hmm, for a mm-hmm. gun, right? And everybody was hammering them. But you know what they, you know who they said yes to? The Chad Prather Show. 
Hmm. The Chad, they sent an official statement to the Chad Prather Show. They said, uh, yeah, we've gotten a good amount of negative press, but then a lot of people wanting it themselves. I want so, it myself. I, I want, want it. I want it. Because you, a responsible fire owner keeps them out of the reach of kids. I want to block 19. My stupid ass would wind up stepping on it in the middle of the night while I'm walking to the bathroom. <laughs> you know what, Chad? This reminds me of it's just like on the iPhone when they changed the gun emoji to a squirt gun because, you know, you could actually yeah. pick that emoji up and shoot it. Let me just tell you, Allison, everybody knows Allison. She has every text message today has involved the squirt gun emoji because she's that pissed off with that many people. Gosh, I um, love her. That I explains love her. her we uh, may, text we may message need to, me. to get her some help. I'm going to send her that I'll emoji send, right now. Send it to her. She's, she has shot everybody um, textually okay. today. So there you go. Um, okay. Uh, my gosh. You know what I can't unsee is that the, titty, titty? the titties on that dude. Uh, <laughs> Which dude, me or the other guy? Look at, look at this right here. <laughs> okay. Who wants some of that sweet, luscious nipple? That's a... That's, set that's a way pokey up nipple. there, Chad. Is that natural? That's a pokey nipple. You know what? Do you have a, do you have my a job shirt done? says freedom. Is it always pokey like that? Always. My nipples stay hard. Okay. My nipples stay hard. I just, I just remind myself every day that men have nipples too. Just there, they are. They do. They're pokey. Yeah, pokey. Men nipples don't get enough attention. Yeah. But I don't want a baby on one. No. I, mm -mm. Yeah, man nipples need more attention. Just a little bit. Just a little uh, Respect the nipple. Steve, why don't you shave that beard off? And then maybe you can have a baby too. <laughs> no, I'm good. You can have a I'm baby. I'm done with babies. And you can run your fingers through some girl's hair with a beard and be like, eh. No. I appreciate you so much. Ugh, no. It's like, it's like, that sounded like Nancy Pelosi mated <laughs> with a Sasquatch right there. And just to be clear, they were both biologically the opposite sex of what yeah like right? they could just be what they are right and be together and technically but they, speaking that was female nudity there because we that were was seeing female nudity female breasts. she didn't yeah she just had her breasts removed wow steep you're gonna get censored except for the part where you're not if that's the world i gotta live in i'm going to hide i'm gonna censor myself i'm gonna go hide in the woods somewhere and i'm gonna mate with sasquatch Okay. I, maybe Sasquatch identifies as a, someone that wants to be with Chad Prather. I'm Chad Prather, and I approve this effing message. We'll be right back. You have to assume, though, that that was an ugly baby. Like a real <laughs> ugly baby. Like there's no being nice. Like some uh, people just have ugly babies, and I promise you that couple. It, just, it was upsetting. Yeah, the the gender, uh, the not the gender, but what was it? The gender? I don't know. It, they identified the baby as they, so it was a baby, uh, and um, they now call that in the hospital chest feeding, not breastfeeding anymore. It's chest feeding. Well, we gotta save that baby. Save the baby. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Probably grow up and win the Olympics or something. As a, <laughs> As a female, I the circle of life. The circle of life. <laughs> it's a wheel of fortune. You spin that wheel of fortune and see what you are. 
Well, there's 27,000 genders. I don't know how to pick one. Is that boy my daughter? Is she really just my son? Well, I might as well just surrender. I need a shot of whiskey. Come on, Don. Just go and see your doctor. You could be anyone. Um, Caitlyn Jenner goes missing. We'll pull out that carafe and put her manly picture on a bottle of half and half. (laughs) Ah, Tequila! Go to Prather2022.com, support my campaign for governor of Texas. We are going to primary Greg Abbott, and we're going to knock this shit of senselessness out of the state of Texas. There's just two sexes here in Texas. That's right. What are you grinning at? It's just like, it's so I'm true. running for governor. Just <laughs> I'm great. Chad Prather, and I approve this effing message. It's good. Uh, go to watchchad.com. It's where the fun stuff is, and come see us in Abilene. Try to see if there's tickets. I think for uh, the Friday night show, there may be a couple left. Come see us in Abilene, and then in Emily, Minnesota, on the 6th and 7th of August. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow night for an Off the Rails Thursday. Talk to you then. It's good.